Welcome to the Be Attento podcast. My name is Brentum, and I'm excited to host you today on the Founders Forum, where we get a chance to learn about all of our amazing portfolio company founders. And today, we are in for a treat. We have Vanita Cooper, founder of Arbit. Vanita, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. So glad to have you with us. And um, we're going to hop right into it. I'm uh, excited to ask you some questions and get to know you a little bit more and hear about your journey as a founder. But I want to start out with a few rapid fire questions. Okay. okay? So first, is it Vanita or Coop? For you, it's Miss Cooper. Miss Cooper. Okay. It's Coop. You call me Coop. Okay. Vanita Cooper, AKA Coop. Yeah. And we'll stay with Coop the rest of the time. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. All right. So next question, uh, you'll learn more about why this is important later on in the podcast, but Adidas or Nike? Definitely Nike. Definitely Nike. Okay, good. Tell me why Nike a little bit. Uh, I mean, Nike is the biggest brand in the country, the biggest brand in the globe in footwear. Mm -hmm. Um, they're incredible storytellers. Um, and for my line of work, I mean, Nike is just the, the top product. I love it. Okay. Got you. So when you talk about your line of work, this next question will kind of lean into that retail or resale. So from a collector's perspective, Mm -hmm. for sure it's retail, Yeah. but from a, uh, a seller's perspective, a reseller's perspective, it would be resale. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And you are on the seller side. Yeah. Uh, and for those who don't know, tell us a little bit more about your background. How did you get here? Uh, your journey and everything that you're doing now uh, that got you at least to silhouette and what you have as your company. I'm old. You sure you want me to go down? Okay. Down? Well, how about a how about a synopsis? Yeah, I'll give you a version synopsis. I'm used to it. That. I'm used to having to. To summarize, um, so uh, I grew up in Oklahoma, uh, middle school and high school in Lawton, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, my dad was in the army, um, and so my my family and I moved around quite a bit. But we uh, they ended up settling in Lawton uh, when I was in sixth grade, um, and then I left the state for a really long time. Ended up starting a career in um, education through Teach for America. And that ultimately brought me back closer to home, brought me to Tulsa. So I moved to Tulsa 20, geez, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, was it 2018 or was it 2017? It might have been 17, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's 2017, 2017. Not you knowing. Hey, listen, I did a little research, but then, you know, we go way back as well, so. Uh, you know, once you get older, it's just hard to keep up with the different years. But uh, yeah, so 2017, moved to Tulsa um, and was an educator for a year. During that time, uh, I just kind of got burnt out. You know, I've been working in public education for a decade at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like December 2018 when I was like shopping online for sneakers. Yep. And a friend of mine was like, you should just open up a sneaker store in Tulsa. And I was like, uh, that's crazy. What are you talking about? You don't just open up a store because you're shopping for something online that you can't find. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I kind of like crazy ideas. Um, <laughs> and I was looking for a change. Um, and so, you know, one thing led to another. I started having uh, meetings and conversations with, um, you know, prominent people in the community who ended up being sneakerheads. 
And I mean, shoot, after the fourth, fifth conversation, it was pretty clear that there's going to be a lot of momentum for me to uh, start a sneaker shop. And 11 months later, um, from the idea being planted to uh, doors opening um, of Silhouette Sneakers and Art on Black Wall Street. Uh, so super excited. We've been open for almost four years. It'll be four years wow. in November. Yeah, I love it. Crazy. Okay. So you started Silhouette and it obviously gained some traction. You're alive four years later and it's continued to grow. Um, there was a transition though from Silhouette to solving this new problem with Arbit. And mm-hmm. so tell me a little bit about that transition from Silhouette to Arbit. Uh, it was a transition that I fought a little bit, honestly. Um, so Silhouette was has been like the best professional time of my life. Um, not because it makes me an overwhelming amount of money, but because it brings me an overwhelming amount of community and, and connection. Um, I mean, I've really fallen in love with Tulsa um, in the time that I've been here. Um, and Silhouette has been a really big part of that. And so, uh, you know, Arbit is, so first of all, people listening don't know what Arbit is. Arbit is a mobile app that um, identifies arbitrage opportunities in the sneaker resale market. So what I mean by that is we um, aggregate pricing information, different supply and demand indicators on sneakers being sold resale and feed it into an algorithm that considers different factors that impact um, pricing and uh, provide a current uh, market value as well as forecast future values of these sneakers. And so in that way, we help to uh, inform, I think, you know, smarter choices for both buyers and sellers in the market. Um, so I love Arbit. It, I, it took me about a year to wrap my mind around um, launching it. The reason that I struggled with it is because I just loved Silhouette so much. I was like, oh, you know, it's like such a big change to add something else. Yeah. Um, but the need just felt so significant. I mean, it was a need that I myself was feeling, which is um, just pricing volatility and lack of transparency in pricing mm-hmm. and just the speculation that happens um, in buying and selling and pricing sneakers and resale. Um, and so I, you know, I felt really passionate about the solution. Yeah. So yeah. you found a problem and it was obviously close and near and dear to you because yes. you had been in the industry. Yes. And so what was that specific moment or the thing that called you and said, okay, I need to do it? What was the push for you? I mean, it literally was a person, Brian Breckeen yeah. um, of Lightship Capital. Brian kind of became a mentor to me mm-hmm. um, and uh, kind of n- nurtured a different mindset around um, just my professional journey and some of my professional values. Um, I've never been one to, uh, you know, really be motivated by making a ton of money. But I think, you know, I am motivated to, to attain the things that money can provide, mm-hmm. um, such as, uh, you know, greater opportunities for this community that, like I said, I've fallen in love with. And so, um, you know, that, that whole mindset shift was critical. And then uh, I got into the ACT Accelerator with that idea okay. September of last year. Gotcha. Um, and I mean, that was very catalytic. Um, the 70 K non-dilutive 
and the programming and the networking with uh, the cohort that I was in was foundational for getting Arbit to where we are today. Gotcha. And you're talking about this community in Tulsa, the the startup community with Act House and the conversations that you had with Brian and, and Lightship Capital. Yeah. Um, and then you also kind of touched on the community of Greenwood and Black Wall Street and how they've kind of embraced you. I kind of want to hear overall, how has Tulsa helped in the structure and moving forward of both of your companies to this date? I mean, I don't, I tell people this all the time. I don't think that Silhouette and Arbit are what they are today if I'm not in Tulsa. Wow. Um, you know, community network is everything. Uh, I made friends with an investor um, recently out of Philadelphia who told me on a recent trip down here, he was like, Coop, if I had to start a business anywhere in the country, I'd start it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was like, there's just, you know, so much connectivity in this ecosystem. There's money here. There's, um, you know, real genuine investment in founders, um, both financially and you know, knowledge. Um, and so it's just a very nurturing environment um, to be pursuing these things. I mean, you know, it's not, it's it's very rare, unfortunately, for Black women in particular to uh, see the type of fundraising success that, that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that just, again, is another um, bit of evidence for what's happening here and how I unique think, it is. I think that's a perfect segue into talking about this journey that you've been on, the, the things that you've uh, been able to accomplish so far. Now, when it comes to actually getting investment after the Act House Accelerator, uh, you had some follow-on capital. Tell me a little bit about that capital journey that you've been on. Yeah, it's, it has been, um, I don't really know how to describe it. It has been an educational journey for yeah. sure. Um, I think a privileged journey for me. Um, a lot of things that I just didn't expect. So, you know, the first investor we had in uh, outside of Act um, Act House uh, was Lightship Capital. So, you know, full circle, Brian Brackeen, who got me uh, to actually take the idea of Arbit seriously and pursue mm-hmm. it, ended up being the first investor on my cap table. Um, and I mean, I, it was actually very unexpected, um, how the investment was, uh, shared and announced. Um, I was in the, I was pitching one evening, uh, at one of their events and man, it was a terrible pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I actually felt a little, uh, guilty for even getting the check. Um, so I was like, oh my God, it was like maybe the worst pitch of my life. Um, but hey, you know, I wasn't going to give it back. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and so 500K and then Atento Capital um, uh, has been uh, my second investor. Um, mm. And that's been amazing. Adele Weaver and the pre-seed team, um, you know, Atento has a, a reputation for uh, having a very rigorous due diligence process. Yeah. Um, and so actually it gives me a ton of confidence now uh, having come out of that uh, process with the investment. Wow, Coop, that is amazing. And now that you've been funded, I want to know what are the future plans for Arbit? Tell us where we're going. Man, nothing short of world domination. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, no. um, 
I take great pride in headquartering Arbit in Tulsa. Um, and so, you know, long-term plan is to continue to build here in Tulsa, um, to try to employ here in Tulsa, um, and to try to give back to the community in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we are very excited about uh, getting our product out to market um, and getting feedback. And, you know, we're just obsessed about, we're obsessed with um, trying to deliver as much value as possible to our target users, which, by the way, also happens to still be me because I still have Silhouette. Um, And so, uh, you know, the world is our oyster. I love that. Yeah. And with what you have done so far, you haven't done it alone. So I want to ask a little bit about what it has looked like for you to grow a team and finding top talent in this last season. Yeah. Um, I mean, team is everything. Uh, I, I, I often tell people like, I don't believe in the concept of like self-made um, mm-hmm. as if, you know, a single individual was able to conquer everything in life by themselves and come out on top. Um, and so team is very important to me. Um, I've been incredibly lucky in acquiring talent. Um, so the first, my, my co-founder, our chief technology officer, Vincent Sanders, um, came over in, uh, when we acquired his company, which is a sneaker data company. They have like 11 years worth of sneaker pricing um, information. Oh. Um, and he was also like, some, he was like tackling a similar problem. And so it made sense that we would come together. So he joined forces um, and then, man, it was like, boom, 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 hired a data scientist, data engineer, full stack software developer, real focused on, you know, the secret sauce of what we do, mm-hmm. you know, the back end, the tech. Um, and, you know, once we feel really good about what we're building, I think then it'll be time to, to expand into, you know, more operational support, marketing, sales, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, the hope is that, first of all, Tulsa, or, Arbit is a Tulsa company. You know, I'm very proud to be headquartered here. I expect that Arbit will be here for a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, I want to hire as much local talent as possible. Um, and so that is a motivator for me outside of just delivering value with our product is like, how do we actually make an impact in community um, through creating jobs? Um, and so that's, you know, always going to be a focus for us. I love that. And again, I'm selfishly a Tulsan, as you know. So anything that's driving Tulsa to continue to move forward, I'm very excited about. Um, For those who, I mean, have heard this and um, are wondering how they can get involved or support Arbit, tell us some ways that people could really start to support what you're building. A couple of ways that people can support Arbit would be, uh, you know, follow our journey. Become a user. Go to getarbit.com. Go to the App Store, um, Google Play, download our app, use it, give us feedback, and follow us on Instagram at getarbit. So, Coop, for those who may not fully understand yet, who is your end user? Who are you trying to reach? Uh, I think Arbit is probably adds the most value to resellers, of which there are about 2 million globally. Um, And I'm talking about you know, professional resellers, hobbyist resellers, um, you know, from from resellers who have brick and mortars to resellers who, you know, are maybe transacting a few thousand a month. 
um, there's a ton of value that Arbit can provide uh, to help them become more profitable. For the people who are also young founders, uh, or I should say new founders, and really stepping into being budding entrepreneurs, what would be some advice that you would leave with them? I think I'd have to go back to this, what I believe to be a false notion around like self-made success. Mm-hmm. I think we have to, you know, do away with that and, uh, you know, recognize that like building networks is going to be incredibly important to getting our ideas off the ground. Everyone's got a great idea. Everyone, at least one great idea. It doesn't make you special to have one. What makes you special is being able to bring that idea to life. And I think, you know, we don't do that by ourselves. Like we have to work with others. And so, um, you know, get into the Tulsa entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem. Building Tulsa is doing some really dope stuff. Lots of programming. Atento, you guys have the um, the first Friday mixers. Uh, it's a great way to meet people in the ecosystem. So there's there's tons of stuff. Just, you know, come downtown. I love that. And it's always exciting to to see one of our founders and portfolio companies continuing to grow and take steps. And we're so excited about everything that's coming over at Arbit. And we can't wait to continue to support you on your journey. Um, but for all of those who got a chance to tune in today, we are very excited uh, that you got a chance. Please make sure you come back. Please like, subscribe. And we can't wait to see you next time. Thanks so much. Oh, 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 oh,